So welcome everybody. This is What's Up For You and it is August 8th, uh, 2023. So we're right here at that 8-8 Lionsgate portal. So this should be a fun conversation to have today. Again, through this whole time period from that 777 opening to today and probably will linger on for you know, several more days as far as this particular portal, the energy is just big. I mean, it's, um, and that's a, that's a very big just. It's, this is huge energy. This is transformational energy. This is, um, if you guys are in the new world portal or some of the other things that I offer, you know that this energy is, has been extremely potent and we're kind of at the end, the ending of it. Um, and that doesn't mean that there isn't this great opportunity to even right here, right now, to release some things that you might have been holding on to as, mm, as your identity or as your story or any of that. So um, let's see where we can go, you know, both through the questions and like whatever might come up between the questions to, yeah, have that happen, okay? So, all right, Ms. Sharon, what have you got for me? All right, this first question is, could you share some advice on how to coexist in the same household with an angry parent as my, an energetically sensitive young adult? My dad harbors a lot of anger and resentment towards his job, and I feel it, the stress constantly. There is a lot of tension between both of my parents, and it is a challenge for me to stay aligned with my essence when I am always feeling the discord in that relationship. Thank you for your insights. Yeah. Okay, so first nice deep breath. And let's kind of shake off um, everybody else's information so that you have space for you. Yeah. And that literally is kind of an intentional shake off. You know, I, the moment that you start feeling that anxiety, that stress, that frustration, that's not necessarily even yours, that's coming from those that are out and around you. First stop, shake that energy off in any way you imagine shaking it off. And then pull the, pull the energy that you actually are in truth back down in through the body. Okay. So it's, um, it, it, there's not a, I'd like to say that there's a snap your fingers, quick fix to this. And over time it will be, but when you start this process, especially when you are, especially when you are bringing in as much energy as you are, um, when you're bringing in as much consciousness as you are, what you can say is that, that almost in any environment, the energy that you are and the energy of that environment are going to be a little bit out of sync, to say the least. Your job really is, and your capacity really is to bring that energy right down through all of that muck, you might say, just kind of like an acupuncture needle, you know, clicking right into the earth, clicking that energy into the earth 
And if that's your focal point, if you're worried, no, not that it came to do, scratch the worry. If you are focused more on bringing that energy that you are in instead of what you're feeling from those around you, then you'll, um, that, that line of energy will come in much more fluidly. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that helps. Yeah. And it's, I know it's tricky. I can hear it. I know it's tricky when it's your parents and you um, need to live with your parents or need to spend any, you know, a lot of time with your parents. I get that. And at the same time, what I want to say is if, the if you did not have the capacity to bring that energy all the way down through that experience and anchor who you are here, even in the midst of that, you wouldn't be in that situation in the first place. Yep. So it's almost like you're there. Uh, um, all that is source, your, your source self is asking you to exercise that particular muscle. And that's the way that scenario has been set up for you. So, yeah, hope that's helpful. All right. Uh, let's see. This question is, we as a family work on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being and see a huge changes in life. The autistic child is still having dysregulation on a daily basis for a few minutes. How can we address that and minimize the frequency and reduce uncertainty within with his body and emotions? Um, well, first, let's acknowledge that what what he's trying to integrate and land is, um, I'll say, a hundredfold more expansive than what the family as a whole has been trying to land. I, I can't, um, I can't overemphasize this enough that those diagnosed on the spectrum are bringing in a field of consciousness that has never landed on this planet before. It has never been here before. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday, we were talking about the fact that, you know, for a lot of the children that I interact with, and if you're here, that entails an interaction. A lot of those souls, you might say, have not been here since the time of Lemuria. When we were in Lemuria, we had bodies of light. We had a very high, high state of consciousness. And so the very fact that these kids, and you've heard me say this before, but I feel like it's necessary to reiterate this over and over again, because it's so easy when we're looking at a child and we see that child maybe through the eyes of, you know, curiosity and interest. And we still can't see unless we have the eyes to see. We still can't see what they're actually bringing in, what they're actually doing. And so sometimes it can be really challenging. We, we have the, the inkling, you might say, to assume that they're doing what we're doing. You know, they're bringing in the same energy that we're bringing in. Um, they're dealing with the same energetic vibrational frequency band that we are. And so, and it's just not true. Um, it's just not true. So one of the things that 
to go back to your question that can really soften this energy and you guys i can feel it i mean you're you guys are are doing so much both for yourselves and for him and for the environment vibrationally so that you can sync up um energetically vibrationally so that's that's really beautiful and you want to give yourself a lot of credit for that and when you look at him and he's quote unquote still dysregulated i would go back and i would say something to him along the lines of like wow your body's really doing an amazing job your body's actually doing the best job it can and we're helping you every step along the way yep it's just just give him the feedback that whatever degree of reduced dysregulation he is now in that is exponentially uh more powerful and empowering not only to him but to everybody in the household and that you have gratitude for that you have gratitude for the way he's working that into his body um and how challenging that that might be for him so yeah i hope that's helpful all right my grandson at 2 years 6 months has difficulty speaking sentences on his own he has a good vocabulary but instead of using sounds and sign language it is thought that he may have a processing challenge he is smart sweet funny and more impulsive than a, any 2.6 year old <laughs> i've known <laughs> you can take your eyes off of you can't take your eyes off him for a second so i'm going to say i'm going to say this in this way because it is 888 and i think we can take advantage of some energy that will be behind this statement instead of um yeah i think we can take advantage of some energy that can come through behind the statement as well so we have two worlds and two realities right well there's multiple worlds and multiple realities but we have been conditioned to a world of separation which has its primary focus on what's wrong and what's broken right so uh, in the phrase you know he might have a processing disorder or he might have this or he might have that um i love the fact that you were also acknowledging this lightness of being and you know just the the beauty and the essence of this little one so we have the reality of separation and we have the reality that you just mentioned of that unifies or that recognizes so we have the human experience and expression that we've been really conditioned to focus on and we have the soul or the soul's expression that is coming through that human form we have that option as well what i really want to suggest is as we move forward from this 88 gateway this lion's gate out into our future is that when we find ourselves looking at the quote unquote disorder no matter how that disorder is perceived and no matter who it is perceived by if we can reorient our energy just for a moment to what is working to what is good to what is valued to the the essence of what this soul is bringing through this 
this tiny, you know, two and a half year old body right now. If we can reorient our energy to that focal point, we're going to be doing two things. One, we're going to be aligning, you might say, or reorienting to unity consciousness, to that which unifies. And as we reorient to that which unifies, we have a tendency to be adding energy, adding energy to that which makes this human experience much easier, right? So it's almost like we don't get to fix the processing issue, the processing, perceived processing problem by seeing it as a problem, right? We go right from that perceived processing problem to just what you did, which is this is the essence, this is the beauty, this is the grace, this is the capacity of this individual. Yep. And as we put our attention point there, I guarantee that that this two and a half year old will start reorienting and communicating in the, especially in the environment with you, because you're identifying who he is in truth, not who he has to be in order to fit in to the world he's come into. Yeah. Okay. I hope that's helpful. One other thing I want to say here is that none of what I'm saying here negates things like speech therapy or, or uh, therapeutic techniques. It's what I want to make sure of is that regardless of what we choose to support any child, that we do it from the vantage point of first acknowledging who this individual is in truth, the essence of that being that is coming through that body. Because the more we go down that road, go down that line, the more productive all of these, quote, uh, I shouldn't say quotes there, sorry, <laughs> the more these therapeutic techniques are going to um, be of service to your child, right? We're not fixing the child. The request is that anything that we invoke to support this child is in service of the child. Yeah. Yep. It's not that it's he's or she is broken and these people out here need to repair them. That's, I mean, listen to that. You know, if we even hear ourselves say that, that's a whole, that's a whole different energy. This child is perfect, beautiful, sovereign, a blessing to this planet and to everybody they interface with in their own right. And they may have some challenges in that expression. But if we first acknowledge them, and if we consistently acknowledge them and the gift that they had brought here, I mean, think about it. Think about it, not being here since the time of Lemuria, really? Not being able to, that soul not being able to be in a body for all of these eons of years, and all of a sudden they can't. I mean, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I'm on my soapbox today.
All right. Uh, I have a major problems with the, these days. My son, nine years old, doesn't want to wear diapers anymore. He has problems with stool every five minutes. How can I help him? Again, a lot of times, if somebody doesn't have a means of communicating, they will communicate through their behaviors. And as far as I know, behavior is the highest order of communication because we even know in the in our adult worlds or in our verbally communicative worlds, um, a lot of people say a lot of things, but their behaviors don't back it up. <laughs> you know, it's like they they say all kinds of things, but what they actually do are completely different. So what I'm saying is here is that let's take the information that your son is providing. He's nine years old. He no longer wants to wear diapers right? I would take that as a good sign first. Let's start there. And as we start with, he no longer wants to wear diapers. The Obviously, the next step is, yes, okay, we can't, let's acknowledge that. You know, you're nine years old, you no longer want to wear diapers. That would be very appropriate for any other nine-year-old. And what is also appropriate for any other nine-year-old is for that nine-year-old to start using the toilet to start using the bathroom, right? And so let's start with the message that he's sending, which is I'm nine years old. I don't want to, I don't want to wear diapers anymore. Great. We acknowledge that. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you are ready for no more diapers. That's that's amazing. That would that's so appropriate for your age. That makes perfect sense. And this is what we're going to do next. Next, we're going to go into the bathroom. Next, we're going we're gonna to start to help you create a new mm, pattern or a new strategy um, so that you utilize the toilet instead of, you know, defecating anywhere. Yeah? So, and again, the reason that we mention first that we say to him, oh my gosh, this is amazing. What you're probably paying attention to as any <clears throat> parent would in this moment is <clears throat> if he doesn't want to keep them on, then you're busy cleaning up the aftermath of that. And no parent wants to do that. I get that. And let's go back to the beginning and let's say just flat out to him, wow, this is so amazing. I'm so glad that you no longer want to wear diapers. I'm so glad that you're past that. That's so appropriate, so appropriate for your age. Wow, this is really a big step for you. This is amazing, right? So now we're putting all of our positive energy, we're putting all of our intention and our focus into his choice, right? Into his choice. And then it's much easier to add, this is what's next when it comes to that choice. This is something else that nine-year-olds do. Nine-year-olds go to the bathroom in the, in the bathroom. Yeah? And I think you'll be surprised at how much easier it is to navigate his energy in that direction once we've been so excited about the fact that he's made this choice for himself. Yeah? All right.
All right. It says, how would my son like me to support his physical body during these great changes? He is refusing supplements and most food. Does he understand that his body needs nutrition too? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Again, I'm going to say a lot today on 8-8 that might come across as like a little bit of a stretch or, or um you know, almost like pulling us all to a reorientation, but but we've got it, we can do it. And we've got all this energy backing us up. So again, before we go into the problem, the problem or the perceived problem of he's not eating, he's not taking his supplements, doesn't he know he needs nutrition, right? Again, Absolutely any mother in their right mind, any mother who had been conditioned to their right mind would say the exact same thing. It makes perfect, perfect sense. And also you are, you are interacting with and dealing with an energetically sensitive individual and that energetically sensitive individual brings in nutrition, brings in information, brings in support for his body in ways that we're not necessarily used to. So one of the very first things that comes to mind to say to him is, especially in those moments of you being concerned about that physical bodily nutrition, one of the things I would ask, just first off, whether he answers you or whether you think he understands you or anything, I would just say, how do you get your nutrition? Clearly, you don't seem to need it in the physical world. Clearly, you don't seem to need it through supplements or through food like, like I do, you know, like we do. How do you get your nutrition? Let's assume that he is getting nutrition, he's just getting it in a completely different way than what we might think he needs. And then we could even ask him, you know, what do you need for nutrition? Yeah, what do you, what, what do you need for nutrition or how do you want to get that nutrition? Yeah, do you want to get it through the energy of the sun? Do you want to get it by going out and putting your feet on the earth? Do you want to get it through intention? We, we're going to have to go into almost like a vibrational stance. And because we have the opportunity to learn so much about, quite frankly, what we're all evolving into. There is all for everyone on this planet now or in another incarnation, there is going to be there's going to come a time where, and we've already had these times, quite frankly, where we have lived in other conditions where we have simply taken in nutrition in very different ways than we do here on planet Earth. Yeah. And so, so we have this great opportunity to learn about this at this time. And we also, it's much more likely that when we assume that things are going in the right direction, when we, if we just assume that whatever is perceived as off or wrong, somewhere 
that is going right somewhere. So if nutrition is off here, where is nutrition actually on? Where is it on? And what do these children overall know about that? And what happens if we start asking them those kinds of questions? Is it possible that they would become more responsive to our questions in one way or another, either telepathically or through their behaviors or um, you know, communi communicating verbally or written typing, right? Is it, is it more likely that as we're kind of assuming that this is going in the right direction, that they would show us more of that? Yeah. I, I feel like I've, um, for this one, you know, kind of know this energy and, um, yeah. And let's remember we're we're all in a leap here. We're all in a leap of collective human consciousness. And that means changes in our physical, mental, and emotional imprinting. And so there's nothing wrong with the fact that we've all been imprinted to believe that the only way to receive nutrition is through supplements and through um, food. And I'm not saying that we're negating that. I'm just saying that, again, we're putting the first priority on, well, how is this already happening? How are you already receiving nutrition? And then as we acknowledge that, it's much more likely that if supplements are needed or if um, an increased caloric intake or any of that is needed, it's much more likely that that will take place naturally and organically because we're looking at it through the lens of what's right first instead of what's broken. Yeah. And let's honor ourselves, please, folks, because it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. I mean, we're learning brand new skills. Like I say, we're, we're being asked to stretch in ways that we've never been asked to stretch before. And when it comes to your own children, I mean, please, I mean, there's not a mother on the planet that doesn't want things to go well for their child according to what they know as well, you know, what they know as being well. So we're going to give ourselves a little bit of love, compassion, and understanding when we just want it to be our way and they just want to we just want them to go along with our plan yep it's just that they're helping us stretch to what the plan is yeah all right as an energy practitioner i have noticed that many of us are sharing energy cords with higher density beings is this a mechanism by which we are receiving upgraded information from those beings um yeah, I got a little stumped, and I know what you mean, but I got a little stumped on the word higher density beings, and I know what you I know what it I know what you're meaning by it. And there's something about that piece. So give me just a second here. Um, so um 
let, let me just, yes, the, the short answer to your question is yes, that's absolutely a way to be receiving new information um, being downloaded, yes. And I think what I wanna say here is there is no density in those beings, right? It's like the, 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 the density part, um, hold on a second, what you're showing me here is basically you're connecting to your higher highest timeline you're connecting to the part of you that is already unified right and that unified state of your consciousness is what you're identifying as a higher density being in this case you are that higher density being right you we you are that higher density being. And what personally, I would shift the languaging of that just a little bit to you are corded, you might say, or you are interfaced with your highest timeline. And that highest timeline is feeding your human expression, feeding your human neurology, biology, psychology, new information. Yeah. And as it does so over time, what you're going to notice is there's going to be no separation between your highest timeline and your um, and your physical human expression. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna let ourselves be. Sometimes people will say right here, it's like, yeah, but what I'm connected to is, you know, perceived as, you know, uh, uh, an avatar or a, a, um, or a Christed being or a, a Buddha consciousness or, you know, and right there, whatever, whatever that field of information is that's coming through, let's just assume that we are now at a time in human history that we are capable of expanding our consciousness, expanding our fields of our information fields to meet that which is our highest timeline. Yep. And regardless of what that highest timeline is, please rest assured that you are, you are one with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to feel like a going to for a period of time until it doesn't anymore. Yeah. As you start downloading, downloading, integrating, moving things out of the physical, mental, and emotional process that no longer fit this bigger part of you that's landing um, right there. That's when this part out here or what's perceived as what you're connected to or tethered to right now, corded to, that'll shift that'll go away the cord will cut you might say yeah all right my four-year-old granddaughter has been scared to go to sleep at night her parents have done what they can to help her but she continues to be afraid do you have any energetic insights that may help her 
And are we first, she's so smart, this one. So, I mean, bright, smart. I mean, it's like when I look at her, it's um, in many ways, she knows an awful lot. So first, this might sound ridiculously simple, but first, you know, are we, are we actually asking her, you know, what the fear is about? Um, I can feel it in her body. I can feel it. It's almost like um, up in her high heart, her throat. Um, so I'll explain that in a second. But first and foremost, again, regardless of the size of the child, regardless of the way in which the child is communicating or not communicating, can we first just, wow, honey, you're so, you're so upset. You're so overwhelmed. There must be a very good reason for you to be so upset and so overwhelmed. I wonder what that is for you. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to sit here with you. I'm going to, I, I can be present with you as you're feeling that energy. And we'll, we'll, we'll be here together until that calms down. I'm really curious what it is that is, has got you in so much stress, so much fear. Yeah, I would, I would say it pretty much like that. Yeah, again, you're acknowledging that, to, that the child knows that she's scared. You know that she knows she knows what she's scared about. You're acknowledging all that up front without really having any evidence of that, but you're acknowledging it all up front. Beautiful, 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 right? So that said, I'll add a little bit more here to it so that, you know, you can add this to the piece, but it almost feels like there is a fear, an anxiety, a stress around something that is restricting the high heart and the throat, it's restricting her capacity to shine that brilliance in this world right? And so again, instead of going on, you know, the defense, what is that? You know, is that something dark? Is that something scary? Is that something? Let's start talking. She's really, she's going to get this. I know it sounds like maybe over the head of a four-year-old, but it's not in this case at all. I would say to her, everybody on this planet has the right to fully express themselves here. I'm gonna be with you here every step of the way. You have the right to use your voice. You, that high heart of yours just beams like you would not believe. We need that here. We need, we need you here. Yeah, we, we want that here, right? Whatever's trying to scare you is not near as big as you are. I promise you that. This is what you're gonna, you're just gonna say directly to her because what that will do is it will ignite the bigger part of her. It will ignite the part of her that came here to share her high heart, to share her voice in the world, to express that presence. Yep, it's gonna, it's gonna solidify that instead of solidifying, you should be afraid of something that's making you afraid. She's way bigger, way bigger than the energy that's messing with her. Yeah, we don't even have to address the energy that's messing with her because 
her great gift. And she'll, she'll I promise you, she's going to snap into this so easily. She just has never really heard somebody acknowledge that she has this capacity and she kind of at four already, she's kind of already forgotten it a little bit because she's been kind of inundated in the frequencies or the energetic information fields of what it is to be human. So we're just reorienting her back to what she came as and then watch what happens. Yeah, yeah. She pats a punch. Yeah, so letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. My daughter has been acting out at her day program at the last month. Only thing different is she has a new roommate. Also in the last, also in the last month, she's not been acting out at home. Only at the day pro program. Any insights? Yeah. Well, you you already know the answer. I mean, she's there's an energetic. Again, we always let's let's take behavior at face value. Let's take behavior as an indication of what is actually going on. It doesn't mean that we have to, again, go into defense mode immediately. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to remove the roommate or all those other things. But let's first acknowledge what is true based on the behavior, right? So the very first thing we do is we turn and we say to your daughter, it's like, it's pretty obvious you don't like your new roommate. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that this, this is not working out for you or not working out the way that you might have wanted it to. So let's, let's put this in more, um, typically um, experienced terms. Let's say you have a, let's say you have a college student that goes to college for the first time and they get a roommate and they don't like the roommate. Right? That student, that that child has the opportunity to come home and say, oh gosh, you know, she snores and she does this and she's irritating and her energy, you know, she does this so we can we can then say okay well this is the way we're going to work around that you know this is these are the conversations we need to have if you have a nonverbal child who is using behaviors as their communication first we want to acknowledge the communication wow it's pretty clear you don't really care for your roommate and i would also say i wonder what we could do about that i wonder how we could kind of reorient that in order to make that feel more comfortable for you. And right there, most people will say, it's like, well, yeah, but she's not going to verbally communicate back to me and tell me what that is. That's true. But the other side of it is, is that we can then ask, we can say, I wonder what needs to shift here or needs to change here in order for it to be more comfortable for you. And first, I wonder what you can do, put it back to the child, I wonder what you can do to shift that energy so that it feels more comfortable for you. And if you need me to help in one way or another, let me know that. Give it to me in a dream, give it to me in a thought, 
give it to me in the expression of somebody else that says, hey, I go by their room every now and again, and they're both, you know, I don't know, one's up and the other's trying to sleep. One's, you'll, one way or another, I promise you'll get the response to your inquiry and you'll get it especially and more productively once we've first acknowledged that this behavior indicates this. And because it indicates this, the next step in any other normal situation would be, well, I wonder what we can do about that. Wonder why, how we can get these roommates to be, mm, yeah, more supportive of each other or let the energy be more supportive of your child. Yeah. It's also true that because energetically sensitive children have a wide scope of information that they can pull from, you know, it could be anything. It could be that her roommate has a negative disposition and that negative disposition also has some energy attached to it. Maybe your daughter doesn't like that energy. It's not so much that she doesn't like the person, but she doesn't like the energy. But again, let's, let's assume that if your daughter is able to pick up that energy, that she's also able to do something about it. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying it's in this case, it's yeah, I wonder, I wonder what we can, what we can do or what you can do to shift that energy around a little bit so it's more comfortable for you. Give the power right back to where the power is due. Yeah. Because regardless of how any of us function in this world, what we can say or what we can't say, every one of us wants to feel empowered. Yeah. Every one of us wants to feel empowered. Okay. I hope that's helpful. All right. We have a lot of questions. Okay. 15 minutes. Um, I'm going to go through and pull a couple of them together that I sent big time. While I'm doing that, would you let everyone know about the New World Portal and the new workshop? Yeah, I'm absolutely. Here. Yeah, yeah. So um, coming up in the beginning of September, um, we... Are, I'm going to offer another mentorship program. Um, that mentorship program is six months long. It's once a week for about an hour and a half. Um, there's all kinds of other perks associated with um, being in that mentorship, like discounted private sessions and things along those lines. Um, the, the mentorship that just finished um, was amazing. Uh, really a beautiful group of individuals. There's an email that actually is going to go out in about 15 minutes from now <laughs> that is kind of a tribute to those people that came through that first mentorship. So you might look at that email if you're considering it. It'll give you a really good idea. I was not by any means able to put everything in that email that happened during that six months because it was it was it was overwhelming for me. I was I was blown away by what 
took place during that time, but I did put a couple little snippets of things so that you could kind of get a feel for that energy. Um, we've got a few people, a couple people anyway, here that were in that um, mentorship. So, and also, so you know about the mentorship, we, after we're finished, the last one, we so enjoyed each other's company and staying together as a community that we're going to be doing monthly follow-up calls just once a month. So once somebody goes through the mentorship, they can then join these monthly calls and start creating community with people that have gone before them that have done that as well. So that's that. The other thing is, is coming up on August 25th, we are doing a new live Zoom workshop, which is all about humanity's kind of step into um, unity consciousness. And as I was saying, there's a lot going on energetically right now. We're feeling it in our bodies, in our minds, in our emotions. And for me anyway, I know that when I know more about something, that I feel more comfortable going through the process. So um, this workshop is roughly about two hours long and it really will go headlong into what's happening, how can we align with it? Um, how can we be supported through that process? Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's a great opportunity to kind of come into community as well. So anything else, Sharon? No, we'll get back to questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to do this one because there's a couple of people. Uh, feeling emotional today, almost cathartic, and I'm releasing old, am I releasing old stuff trying to hold on? I yeah. feel like nothing is flourishing in my area and my life. I feel like I'm stuck in lack. Yeah, yeah. This, I promise you, I, I could say the exact same thing to you if I was in the reverse position and typing in the question to you instead of you typing it to me, I probably would have asked a very similar question myself this morning. This is, and it's another um, unintentional but good plug for the, the workshop, because what's happening right now, again, is I'm not joking when I say that Everything that is not the truth of who we are, biologically, neurologically, psychologically, it's going. It's going. And a lot of people right now are feeling massive exhaustion, me included. And part of that exhaustion <clears throat> is that sleep is the great integrator right? Sleep is the one time where we literally drop out of our minds and go into our unconscious state. A lot of people are having a lot more dreams. A lot of people are having a lot of anxiety right now. Again, let's take everything down to the least common denominator. What, in what way can you show yourself a little bit of love, compassion, and understanding as this energy moves, it is going to move. It's this is this is a case of much bigger energetic cycles impacting smaller energetic cycles. And in this case, we, as in the vastness of our being, are the smaller energetic cycle. So 
this is going to happen one way or another. I mean, this is not in the long run. Even if there is resistance, that resistance is not going to last very long because it, it, there's too much energy. There's too much power behind this transformation. So we all are going to make that transformation. We are all shifting. The kids are in very many ways are holding some of the energetics of what we're free, of what we're shifting into, right? So we just need to go with the flow right now. Um, we need to acknowledge when we're sad, when we're overwhelmed, when that anxiety is peaking, when our hearts are stressed, when we simply can't do what we used to do in the way we used to do it. We're going to just have to acknowledge that. And we're going to call in an awful lot of trust because anytime, like some of us here are, some of us here are shifting from a conditioned reality that we actually believed that we were. Like we, we believed with all of our hearts that that is our true identity. And yet in this time, even that identity is getting ripped to shreds. <laughs> you know, it's just getting completely reoriented. Um, and so, yes, so all of us that are feeling that, I'm probably going to go back and take a nap shortly after, after this. You know, it's like we just have to be as kind to ourselves as we possibly can. And for those of you who are saying, well, I don't have time to take a nap or my life doesn't allow that, I hear you and I appreciate the, the information. And at the same time, if that reality no longer serves you, then that reality is absolutely going to be reoriented to something that does serve you. So the beautiful part is, is it's like we can push up against it or we can, or we can ask for, bring in trust that wherever we're moving is a higher timeline representation of who we are than what we have perceived ourselves to be up to this point. Yeah. So big hug to you and lots of love for you yeah and for everybody who's kind of going through that um because we're going to be hitting these waves um off and on probably for another year so yeah all right i'm going to combine this one if you look at the energetics of there's a lot of questions about uh insomnia yeah. and not wanting to leave the house and a lot of stomach pains Right. It's all so uh, um, it's all related to the same thing. Right. So um, let's and we'll, just because it is 888 right before we leave, Sharon, give me about two or three minutes. We we'll, might go over just so I'd like to kind of see if we can't support that process a little bit because we're all going through it and. Um, and it'll it'll start to die down again in another few days as we come out of this gateway. And it will also probably increase again at 
some other time. So we, like I say, we're going through these waves. So you said sleeplessness, insomnia, anxiety. And stomach. And stomach, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all related to the same thing. So stomach pain, um, again, even more so than this, well, let, multiple layers, multiple dimensions of this. What we could say is, again, the way that you have digested life up to this point has been based on a certain, a certain set of uh, rules that you were conditioned to follow, imprints, um, strategies uh, that you were conditioned to follow. And none of them were bad, none of them were wrong necessarily, right? They're, none of them are, it's not wrong or bad that they're coming up now. It's, that's what was then. It's just that with all of this, these waves of energetic, especially solar light activity coming in right now, it is intense. It's intense. And it's, it, you can almost imagine that the way we've digested our life experience up till now no longer is being digested in that way or can be digested in that way. That's going to provoke anxiety. You know, human beings are notorious for really not liking change so much. And yet we're, it's, you know, we, on the one hand, we hear the only constant is change. And yet the human part of us, you know, that is becoming, you might say, divine, that human part of us goes, yeah, but even if it's a better change or a change for the better, uh, you know, I like things to stay the same. I like things to be what I know. So right there is the anxiety and the digestion, the insomnia, right? It's, it's almost like we can't rest in the energy that we have rested in before. Yep, we're, we, we just can't rest in that space. So one of the things that I'm gonna highly suggest, and I'm doing it myself pretty much all day, every day right now, because again, we're trying to land some pretty big energy. Yep, we're, we're embodying what we are in truth. And we might think we have an idea of what that means, but I promise you that what we are in truth is so much bigger than what we have perceived ourselves to be that it's throwing us a little off kilter in all kinds of ways. So when you wake up in the middle of the night, yeah, and can't get back to sleep, literally start invoking, pulling to you, breathing into your heart space, all that you are, all that you are, right? Breathe in your highest timeline, exhale out anything that no longer serves. Now you're starting to be in co-creation with this energy that's moving through you anyway. You're aligning with it instead of resisting it. You know, instead of, oh my gosh, I'm awake again. I'm never going to get enough sleep. I'm going to be at work, you know, not going to be good at work tomorrow. I'm not going to be good with my kids. That's, that's the programming that we've been, that's all coming dismantled, right? So when we wake up in the middle of the night, we invoke that. When we move into a state of anxiety, yep, 
we invoke that. We literally pull to us, pulling in this highest timeline, everything that's there to support us, to neutralize or reorganize that anxiety state. We're going to breathe it in, breathe it right into the heart space, exhale it out 360 degrees, all the debris, right? All the noise. Yeah. So we're going to use all of these perceived, well, not perceived, we're going to use all of these challenges, right, to choose to reorient to that highest timeline, right? You can even reorient to joy. You can reorient to ease and grace. You can, and it may not, in the very first moment you say, okay, let's bring in the ease and grace. The very first moment you do that, the mind might go, are you joking? Have you had ease and grace over the last several years? Probably not. None of us have. So the mind is at first going to have a rebuttal to that. All well and good. Thank you very much. It's almost like that's a, that's a point of view of the, the mental state. I'm still going back to drawing into me everything that I need, require, and desire in this moment. Yeah? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, <coughs> go ahead. Let's do the energy work. And Okay. Is there one more that you have? or The only other one was about the same energy about leaving the house. Oh, okay. So let me just add that piece. Um, again, our, our imprinting says that not leaving the house or maybe I'm not, don't want to speak for you, but you could ask your question, yourself this question. What does not leaving the house mean to you? You know, what does the imprint that you were given, if you're someone who doesn't leave their home, what does that mean? Right. And so most of us would say, you know, that means that you're antisocial or maybe you're a little depressed or maybe, you know, that you're, you know, too overwhelmed by the reality of humanity, it, whatever it, it can mean, you're an isolationist, you know, you can make up whatever the story was that you attached to that. Let's first acknowledge what that is. Let's acknowledge what that is. And let's just ask a very simple question. In this moment, is it more supportive for you to be tucked away and at home? Yeah? Or is it more supportive for you to be out and about? I know for me, I right now I'm going out for periods of time. You know, I might go out and get something to drink, see people, interact, you know, see what the crowds doing at this moment and then I want to come back. One thing I will say is also notice what is your what is your pattern when you're isolating. So if you're isolating and you're adding energy to I'm going to say the 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 negative where you're adding energy to the imprint that you were given, maybe you got maybe you got imprinted to believe that in your level of sensitivity you can't handle the outside world, right? Maybe you got 
imprinted with a kind of more of a, a depression kind of energy. And, and so as we're moving through this big cycle, that energy comes back naturally and organically. One thing I do want to suggest is if when you're isolating, the isolation all by itself is might be doing very well for a lot of us right now. And also pay attention to what you're isolating into. So are you isolating into love, compassion, and understanding of yourself? Are you, you know, isolating and kind of bubbling yourself up in kind of high vibe music, you know, a good, a good read, you know, sleep, nurturing, you know, warm baths, taking care of yourself? Or are you isolating and making yourself wrong for that isolation and kind of going into some heavier energies, right? So the isolation all by itself, not a problem in the least. I would honestly highly suggest it for a lot of people right now, um, provided that they are using that time to uplift themselves, support themselves, right? Because then what you'll find is you're naturally and organically going to drop the isolation when it no longer serves you. My guess is the isolation is for this very reason. It's so that you can build up your field, so that you can build up the, the frequency band that you are. And as you do that, you can walk wherever you want to walk and it's not going to bother you. Yep. Okay. All right. So let's, um, let's just take a five minutes um, here and let's see if we can kind of reorient a little bit. So again, on this beautiful 8-8 gateway, this lion's gate, right? We're, we're stepping into, you might say, the, the courage of the vastness of our being. We're stepping into the strength of the vastness of our being. And it's all right that the vastness of our being can be in small ways and big ways unfamiliar to us. It's okay that the vastness of that being can provoke, invoke, uh, create, express as anxiety, stress, overwhelm, you know, it can also express as amazing downloads and awarenesses and bliss and heart openings. It can express as both and, right? And in that both and, there's not a, there's a preferred, obviously, but there is actually not a better than. There's not a superior and in, in, in inferior in those expressions. They're both attempting to get us to the same place. Yeah. So let's just reorient. Just reorienting this energy overall. We're going with the flow, right? Even when the flow feels like it is a lot. Yeah. We're going with the flow. We're calling to ourselves. 
We're calling to ourselves everything that supports our capacity to go with that flow, to land what we came here to land, to be who we came here to be. Yeah, some of you are already picking it up. Just think, just as we process that, as we feel that into our being, just think about the contribution that any anyone can be in bringing the energy that, that they are all the way into the body, all the way in, landing it in the body. Yep, imagine what that contribution is and imagine the speed with which as different people land that energy, as different people call in what they require and desire and need in that moment, just imagine as all of that energy lands, it makes it easier for other energy to land, which makes it easier for other energy to land. This is what we call the shift in collective human consciousness. Now that's what you guys are participating in right now. It may feel like the drudgery of, of daily living, you know, or the stress of that, especially in this energetic environment, external energetic environment. But if you put your focus right there, right there, you're contributing to all that is, ever has been, ever will be. You're landing not only you, but helping others land. And as others land, we shift. We shift. Yeah. Okay, go into your hearts just for a second. This will be the last piece here. And just acknowledge it's, it has been overwhelming, not just for a couple months, not just through Heaven's Gate or Heaven's Gate, <laughs> Lion's Gate, pun intended or slip intended, Heaven's Gate, landing heaven here. Yeah, just doesn't feel like it in the process sometimes. So acknowledging those stresses, vibrationally feeding ourselves a little love, compassion, and understanding. Yep, find your breath again. Find your breath. Go all the way down from the heart to the stomach. Just breathe in the power of you. Learn to digest the power of you. Here we go. You got it. Here we go. Okay. So, We'll allow this to be so. Yep. It's kind of like we say so, and so it is so. Here we go. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Grounding, 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 water, 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 sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> you know, all of those basics, basics. We're going right back to the basics and calling in what you need. 
Okay, it's there for you. All right, lots of love, everybody. And um, anything else you have, Sharon, before I? Okay, thank you. Bye, everybody.